Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. This is a special episode of the podcast as it marks the 100th interview of the show. A milestone that has been reached only and simply because of you. Yes, you. You lovely, lovely listener. I'm incredibly grateful for your time, your patience with me as a host and producer in training, and most of all, your support. Without it, I wouldn't have made it this far, as I now understand the amount of energy you need and work it takes to put out podcast episodes on a weekly basis. At times, there are moments when I simply do not have the energy, but funnily enough, in those moments, one of you guys will get in contact to say how much you liked one episode or show or whatever it is, and with that, I'll find myself full of enthusiasm to keep the ball rolling and get back to work. This is unfortunately not my full-time job, so keeping everything in balance and in check is at times a massive challenge, but with your support, I've come to realize that it's all possible. Another huge reason why I've made it this far is because of my next guest. Monica moved to Dublin in 2019 from Barcelona. In this conversation, you will learn how and why Monica is such an inspiration to me, and also about a massive change in her life that made her re-examine her lifestyle and her career. I really hope you enjoy it, and thanks again for all your continued support. Now I'm able to link the two of them. I love uh, you know how to do that. But now, um, uh, no, I went so well. All right, okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> a good start. Um, all right. So for people that don't know, um, a long time ago, before I started this podcast, um, I promised you that you would be no- episode number 100 of the podcast. Um, and the reason being is you were um, a massive inspiration into why I actually started the podcast in the first place. I saw you doing something that you were passionate about, that you loved. At the time, I was also running my own business, but became more and more clear that I wasn't, I didn't have that same passion as you, that you have for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even business, that you have for what you do on a daily basis compared to what I was doing. I, I just didn't have that at all. So I started, I kind of changed my track. I'm now doing something for 
a little bit different, kind of something similar, but more something I find more exciting. Uh, something very difficult, but uh, it's I'm not going to talk about that. Amazing. Yeah, not going to talk about that now. We hundred episodes already. But my point is that um, this podcast started as something that is, and if I ever do something again, that obviously I'm not going to get paid for or whatever, but um, that has to be something that I really love that I'm really passionate about because I see Monica doing it and like it's like an endless energy that you can have for something that you need if you really want to have something that you're passionate and successful about so we're going to explain like what that is and how that came about Um, obviously for people listening we're uh, um, glad we partners. are <laughs> partners I don't know if you call that together you're my fiance yeah. Um. So obviously this is why and how fiance. fiance is a bit weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> the first podcast episode where we're completely most isolated. Yes. Parts. And we uh, actually were alone. We were thinking maybe some people camping, but no. It might be the last night of our life. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to be honest. I've never camped this uh, wild. wild or like <laughs> I, if anybody's listening the reason why and you're listening and I'm not watching and maybe you can hear a river in the background I don't know mm-hmm. um, you might be able to hear a bit of the wind I might have to edit these things out if I can afterwards but um, yeah this is it's an unusual but it's a very cool podcast yes Um I think this it is an episode num- number 100. Yes. Something a little bit different uh, with someone a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go back. Um, I don't necessarily want this episode to be about our relationship. That is something for us and um, obviously um, for our friends and, and family, mm. but it might not be so interesting for everybody else. So, you know, we will do another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to go back to 2020. You were working. My free. Uh, <laughs> you were working. At, actually, let's go back further. Okay. Let's go back further. Um, let's go back to when you were living in Barcelona. Okay. Tell me a little bit about what your life was like, what you did. Um, how, what you were interested in. Okay. Then, where, I think mine, we were talking about maybe in 2018, between 2018, 2019, before I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, well, basically, I was living in city center, Barcelona, like in a small apartment kind of studio place. And yeah, I was general manager or one of the black sh- black um, ship stores. I mean, like one of the biggest from the company. I was working for Inditex. In the black sheep stores. Black, no, it's um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I confused with the pub. <laughs> black ship. Flagship. Yes, uh. it's um, uh, called when it's a uh, like massive store and it's one of the image of the company. And then I was working there, managed, uh, managing like between 16, 17 employees. 
uh, yeah, it was crazy, crazy life, so frenetic, the life in Barcelona, at least with my position, my role, living in city center, working more than 40 hours a week, that for sure. And yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know, in that moment I was happy. Or oh, I was thinking I was happy. I was like partying a lot, going out Thursday to Sunday, spending my full salary, like, yeah, party holidays, traveling and yeah, with, life in that moment. Which is what can happen, I guess, when yeah. you're younger, generally. Yeah. Um, but then, like, would I be right in saying that there was, not that it was superficial, but there wasn't a lot of real meaning in it for you? Yeah, I think, I will repeat again, if someone tell me like, you know, I have so much fun, at least with my group of friends when I was 27, 28, a lot of wild things, you know, and, but I know now it's not alive. I could continue living it, you know? Mm. It was too much. Okay. Many things happening. So then if you were having like a good time, 2017, 2018, even up to 2019, what was the reason that you decided to make a change and come to Dublin? Yeah, I think the, the main thing, well, I was with the, my ex-boyfriend in that moment. I think we are kind of struggling, like our relationship, it was kind of struggling, but we didn't see in that moment, we were like, you know, putting like the fall and oh, it's the environment, we need to do something together that is just involve you and me, you know, friends and family. And then he wanted to go to Italy and in my mind, I was like, clearly, like, I don't want to go to Italy because I probably in, in, you know, I knew it that that relationship, it wasn't the best. And then for me, go to Italy, to his territory, probably it will be like become worse. And then for me, I was thinking, if I'm moving, I have to do something that is in my list. And I, I want to do something not because just of the relationship, you know, because of myself. And then one of the things that was in my list is was like improve my English. Or basically learn English because when I moved to Dublin, I realized that I didn't speak anything English, any, any English. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, I basically uh, spoke with my boss in that moment saying like, I want to, you know, move somewhere else it was is possible is any possibility that you can tra- transfer me as a sales assistant because i knew it in that moment uh, i didn't have the level to you know to to manage a store like as i was doing in barcelona and yeah like few months later they came with one of the vacancies and it was to be a manager in in jervis in a shopping center in dublin jervis shopping center <laughs> The, 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 the flagship of your dreams. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, what a change, though. Yeah. Like I have spe- to say, like that man sounds like bad, but I, I even didn't know where it was Dublin. I have to check yeah, yeah. No, I've spoken to plenty of people before who don't really, yeah, have yeah. much idea of what Ireland is about. At the end of the day, it's it. It's quite famous around the world, but at the same time, yeah, I, I have more, li- like, more like Spain. I don't know, more like maybe in the South Europe. It's not that common, you know, to travel at least maybe for leave for the people, you know, finish the 
degrees or masters or want to do something else is easy to move here but we're talking about you know going holidays traveling i don't think is one of the destinies that spanish people has you know yeah and i think that's because of well primarily probably because of the of the language but when i lived in spain i noticed that yeah i, I noticed that you go to like places like obviously ireland uk america australia new zealand we all live to a certain extent in an ex-British British Empire world, um, mm. to a certain extent. Um, as in, like, for example, in Ireland, we have TV shows from almost all of those places. Okay, yeah. um, you go to, when I lived in Spain, I noticed that that wasn't something anyone noticed, cared about. It was, in Spain, it was TV from, well, obviously mostly Spain, but then you'd also have some TV maybe from Colombia uh, Argentina, like for example, there's a big thing with Spanish people, they love slagging Argentinian accents. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, or like that's a, it's a topic, you know. Yeah. And I don't like, think oh, it's yet Argentinian, I think it's no, everywhere. Or possibly. But <laughs> you notice that thing because you're speaking the same language. Yeah. When Irish people travel abroad, normally our accent is something unique. People either love it, don't understand it. That's, I've never heard anybody say they don't like the Irish accent, but that's kind of. And <laughs> uh, no, they might not understand it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But most people, I think, quite like it. Anyway, when I was living there, it didn't have any of that. So mm. I understand that it's just your your focus when you're living there. You're growing up. Yeah. In that northern part of Europe, is not on your radar. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Well, London one 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 my list, you know, because I like fashion, and then it basically after I think I traveled the first like teenager like you know as adults then trip it was Rome and the no it was London it was London before Rome really yeah um but obviously it's a big city you know like yeah yeah of course around the world anyway you you arrived yeah. in Dublin little yes, old Dublin exactly. dirty old Dublin um and <laughs> you came to be honest with you I think you came at it I know you had difficulty to settle here well, at the beginning, it took you a while, right? Uh, to settle, yes. Find accommodation, no. You were lucky there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it took me three days to find a place. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Uh, when I say that you came at the right time, I'm thinking about a conversation that I had uh, yesterday with a guy, an Irish guy, mm-hmm. about um, fashion uh, in in Ireland, and I'm not talking about there was there's. Thousands of people in Ireland who were fashionable in mm-hmm. the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But I think generally, maybe in the cities or, you know, there'd be a few people in, in you know, down in the countryside or whatever that, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking around every now and then just to make sure we're not about to be attacked by a Bigfoot or something like that. I was here around. Don't move your chair because you come out of the shot. Um, well, yeah, I think people... Are making more of an effort with fashion these days. Yes, hundred percent. So you came maybe at a good time, but anyway, I'm jumping ahead a bit. I shouldn't be. I'm getting mm. too ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, you arrived as general manager in Stradivarius in um, Jervis Street Shopping Centre. Yes. You worked there for how long before COVID uh, came? I think for a year because I moved January 2019 and COVID came 2020 March March 23. Okay, what happened then? Yeah. That was chaos. 
Well, basically, uh, yeah, as I said to you, for, I wasn't capable to speak English. Then my company put me like, so you're a manager. Then imagine like the situation. Obviously, half of the employees, they were Spanish or like Mexico, but the other half, they were Polish, you know, like few Irish girls. Different like languages, like everyone is communicating with English. And then for, for me, it was really, really difficult. Uh, I was lucky that my uh, beauty and my responsible, they were a Spanish speaker. Then they were, they weren't like, they were helping me with the staff. But obviously some of the days I, I have to build along that, no? Like for example, to pick up the phone and mm. to talk to the, to the employees. You know, I yeah. think it was like not a customer because I was working in Barcelona and like, you know, in this type of uh, shops, you are not really doing customer service. You are offering sizes, say hi, you know, thank you so much for your... Yeah, and can I also add like, listen, here's a, a comment that you might not say, but obviously people coming into Jervis Street Shopping Centre, customers, mm. uh, they might have their like, that's Dublin one, that's you're going to get the strongest Dublin accent there. <laughs> and that Dublin accent, I can tell you, I used to be an English teacher for a while. That Dublin accent is not on any listening test. So yeah, uh, when you really come difficult. in, you find someone <laughs> asks you a question like, do you have that in a small? And you're like, what? Is yeah, that? for me, it took me a long time to understand that share for them are sure. Shorts. 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 Yeah. And then for me, I was like, what is that? Like, you know? Because I was understanding shorts. And it's like, it was sh- sure. For and me. shirt. Then they say, sure, sure. Like, well. It's okay. But for what would like to me like three, four months to understand that, that they were asking me for a share. <laughs> <laughs> what a general manager. Amazing. Yeah. Come yeah. yeah. What a... It was really difficult. It was re- the first year it was really challenging. And obviously I moved with my ex boyfriend and also that wasn't easy either. Mm. It was like, you know. Everything accommodated the language, the change of the weather, change of, you know, you don't have friends, you need to make new friends. You cannot be the manager that you want to be because you cannot speak or you're not capable to manage your, your team. How did you manage that? Because, like, listen, I had a similar experience. I went to Spain, lived there for four years. Um, when I went there, I didn't have any Spanish at all. And I learned that uh, you have to become a like you say, a different person because you cannot be the same person yeah. as you are in your native tongue at that point until you, you develop your language skills. But I went home at times and I uh, was emotional at times. I felt like hitting the bloody wall. I I never, ever... Sorry, I don't want to say that, but it's it's extremely difficult. Like, yeah. It's very easy to say that something is extremely difficult you can go for a really long run and you can say it's extremely difficult, but that you go to sleep and you feel a bit better the next day where I found that extremely difficult because you wake up the next day and it's all right, here you go again, same problem. And the, the progress feels like non-existent. Like it, if, yeah. I think you'll probably find. After a year and something, you are not feeling like, okay, now I'm going to start like improving. Yeah. <laughs> can understand things. You yeah. can communicate a little bit, you yeah. know? But for me, it was like, I was exhausted every day. Yeah. I cannot say like, I couldn't sleep in that in that uh, moment in my life, you know? I was like, yes, crushing bed every day because it was 
too many hours at work. Like it was really chaos in the shop in that moment, not because of my language, you know, because the store was selling like crazy amount of mon money that they didn't like, you know, uh, predict that numbers. And then we were uh, running on stuff, you know, <laughs> could the speak. And then it was like craziness, like every day. Like I think in some point, it wasn't like, the main thing for me, I cannot speak, you know, because it was another problems on the top of that. Mm. Adding my relationship with that guy that I had before. Yeah. And it was like, Some really, money. exactly, too many things happening. I know, obviously I traveled a lot the first year to, to Barcelona and I think that was the, the energy, you know, that I took for two or three days or for a week. I was not for a week, two or three days, like weekend, charging energy and back to Dublin. And I think that one, one of the keys that keep me like, you know, alive in that moment. Yeah. You knew that you had, yeah, it was, there. there was a sense of normality still there. If you really wanted it, you knew it was there. Yeah. Um, exactly. kind of protected you almost yes. to a certain extent. I think that it was a, a favor in my like side. Hmm. Um, everyone can do it. Yeah. It's extremely challenging. Exactly. Not everyone can do it. You learned a lot in those years, not not only those years where you came to Dublin initially, but throughout your whole time where like you started working in, in retail in Stradivarius, mm -hmm. you never changed. Never changed, yeah. Uh, you were very loyal for 16 years. You started working there when you were 16, right? Yeah. Uh, so you stayed there for 16 years. I think you were a manager after. Yeah, I started for 16 years and I become like like general manager with 21 years. 21 so. years old as general yeah. manager. That's pretty incredible in fairness. Um, and a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. No, but here, here's one thing. I, I always ask, like, you know, I always want like challenge myself, uh, like improve and be better. And Here, listen, I, I didn't know you at that age, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you now. and I know you with all of the experience that you have. Um, and I'm sure... Part of it is your personality and a part of it is the experience that you've gained. But um, you really do have incredible skills with people. Um, and I've seen that. I, I thought I was quite good with people. And I've realized that I'm not even close to you uh, and the way that you can okay. deal with people. No, it's true. Like You might be able to see the real reason behind something and not act on emotion. Or something like that. Like you're, it's it's pretty impressive, I have to say. And I just like I'm saying this because I gained incredible skills. Like I went to college. Some people might say, ah, you know, the best thing to do is to come out of school and come out of college. I'd always say now that I've met you and plenty of other people like that I know that I haven't gone to college. <laughs> plenty of other people. But the skills that you gain really depends on the person, obviously. Yeah. But the skills that you can gain by working and doing something like that, if you do it like you did and you took it seriously, to you know, yeah. you, did, you, did, you took it seriously. Um, it's really incredible. And it's served all of those skills that you've gained. You cannot learn through education. It only comes through life edu uh, life experience. Yes. Um, and that that is something that has served you today massively so. Um, and really the topic of this conversation, the topic of this podcast is the idea of change. So I've spoken about to a few other people about change 
and a big change that you've made in your life. So the first step towards a big change for you was obviously moving country, speaking a different language, etc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, almost as big as that, almost, is leaving a company that you've worked for for 16 years that you've you know you, you have the, we have the term institutionalized so you become so much part of an institution that you don't know how to behave outside of that yes um, take, take me through the steps of yeah I think I learned to be <laughs> myself you know in COVID periods like when COVID starts like I have time for myself I have time after 16 years that I never stopped working for the same company and I always had challenges challenge not through the years because some people say, I, why you didn't get bored, you know, how is that possible? Like, because I always had challenges, you know, through the years, like, yeah, I worked like seven, six, uh, seven, eight different shops. I traveled to Mexico to the expansion, you know, for the company. I was like, um, regional manager for a while um, in another region in, in Spain. And I think that I always like, you know, like that's the reason I, I stayed for that longer. And then when COVID came, I have time to, to enjoy myself, to have a routine, to have a breakfast every day at the same time, to do my yoga every day at the same time, have time to study, I back to study. Like, I know it, it wasn't like because yeah, I think it was something in my list also, like it was pending to finish and I finished my, my high school because for me it was like, oh my God, I have to finish my high school that I never finished. Yeah, no, it was something in my mind. Now I can say like, okay, I finished, it's there, it's done, but no, because I learned something new. Yeah. But it was, you know, something pending there. Uh, yeah. Like, can I just, I, just to explain that to yeah. people who maybe like, maybe don't know that story. So. I am. You you would have been so it's in Spain you do this thing where you change or you go through like a change of school when you're like fourteen fifteen fifteen sixteen years old sorry um obviously in in Ireland we 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 change from primary school to secondary school some people will go through the same school if they, if they've got the same uh, if there's the same primary attack but most people will go from a primary school to a different secondary school uh, so they might change their group of friends, but that happens at the age of about 11 or 12. Yeah, there's a lot of little flies around us at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. 
Um, I might be absolutely destroyed with bites by the end of this, but fingers crossed we'll be okay. Um, That also happens in Spain at the age of like 16, right? So you went from a school if I remember correctly, where you you were you're speaking in, in, in Spanish, obviously you, you you were in Barcelona, so mm-hmm. you were speaking in Spanish. Um, your family are from, uh, not that we're not going to get, we're just speaking facts. We're not getting into politics or anything. But your family mm-hmm. are like co- they come from outside of Catalonia, so you would have spoke Spanish at home. You would have learned a little bit of Catalan in school, um, yes. and your level would not have been like. No, at- we we studied in Catalan everything, all yeah. the subjects. Yeah, but then when the, your level wouldn't have been as good, perhaps as yeah. others. As a like a fluent speaker, I think also I was more like shy in that age. You know, where you are teenage, like oh, I don't want to make mistakes in front of the people, and then you just cannot block yourself to to talk. Yeah, but when you move school, but I, I was be able obviously to speak Catalan. But you moved school, and that was one of the factors why you didn't like it. Yeah, because I moved to school with 16 years old. All my my group of friends, they moved like a private school. And my mom in that moment said, like, if you want to keep going studying, you will you are going to go to a public one, you know, because they they couldn't afford uh continue paying in the private or they, they wanted. I don't know in that moment, but it was like this. Then all my friends, they were, like, continuing studying in a, in a um, private school. Kind of private. It wasn't private, private, but like, and then me, I just moved to a public school, and then I moved just yes, with one of my friends, and then yeah, we started like, I started like, I think, I was for three, four months in this in the school, and I just it wasn't for me, you know. It was like, I don't know, the teachers even didn't know my name. It was feeling weird, you know, like. I was feeling if I don't show up, no one is gonna realize, you know. And that was because I used to keep school for two months, and, no, and my parents they, they didn't know that was, I wasn't like not going to school. Mad, you Absolutely know. Mad, yeah. And then I think huge school, obviously. Kind of like dangerous to to know that that can happen, you know, because and yes, you just keep school. That's it. Yeah. And I was like going to collect my friends to the other school in the door. Yeah. This is getting interesting with the flies, eh? Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, we'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we try. <laughs> yeah. we, might... we might have to do a part two. Yeah. Um, but let's see. I don't know even what we're talking now about the school. Uh, we're talking about the school because I wanted to say why you preferred working uh, in a Stradivarius compared to being in school. Yeah. Because, you know, that was an option for you as well, but it was just something at that time in your life that... Yeah, I just said to my mind, like... I want to go work and I don't want to study anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I started working. All right, amazing. With 16 years old. It was like in a Christmas, uh, like time, Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, after I continue. Yeah. So you started to discover yourself more during COVID. You started doing yes. things that like yoga, then you started painting, which was yes. a big thing for you. Um, we met during that time as well, which yeah. was uh, very nice. Um, <laughs> but then... You started to, what was it that made you kind of question things, what you were doing? Yeah, I guess like, I, I didn't see myself coming back, I guess back to, to working shop. I was like, it's enough for me. I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. I want to have a routine. I want to work Monday to, to Friday. And I'm not doing that now, eh? but like in my mind, in that moment, you know, I was like, I just want to be able to manage my time and 
have breakfast every day at the same time and have like dinner more or less the same time because for all the people that doesn't know how retail ships are are like crazy you can they can finish at 10 and another day you can start it at five because it's delivery coming you know and then you know you have random wednesday off but after you work four days in a row and then it was like so un- unstable really really unstable mm. and I, I i went like i went to a more health life because i was feeling really healthy COVID, you know like doing my exercise eating like really well you know maybe some people they were doing the, the opposite but for me it was you know time to care myself yeah but you connected also in that time with a little bit more with yourself and with nature and perhaps nature. about what your values your yes. principles a little bit more yeah and i understand that because um for me during that time there there was this kind of essence of like you can't go to a restaurant you can't go to the pub you can't be distracted with your other um, colleagues as much or your friends. Mm. And the, basically, there's less distractions. And wh- one thing I noticed when, when it first happened, right, is because I became much more aware of my mood. And I think I was so busy before COVID mm. that I, I didn't even notice my mood. Yeah. I didn't even know if I was in a good mood or a bad new- mood. Then in the first few weeks, six weeks or so of COVID, when you're in the house, like nothing else to do, you're like, one day good, the next day bad. And I never like realized. So you start to pay much more attention to things. And I think that's what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you started paying much more attention to what you valued. Yes. Um, and out of that began the the, the, the conception of Ajite. Yes. Um, and And its connection to sustainability, its connection to nature. One of the reasons we wanted to do this Here. <laughs> in, bloody, in, in nature where yes. I'm being attacked by it right now. Um, I'm worried that in, in like two, like 20 minutes, I'm going to be absolutely covered in bites. Nah, it's okay. We're only fine. Oh ah, yeah. It's grand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love such a good time. Yeah. Um, I used to like, also I think Dublin approached me more to the nature that it was in Barcelona. I think it was a lot of facts around. Explain that a little bit more. Yeah, because I was living in a city center and I think Dublin is really easy. Or you are like, you know, go to Face Park, go to Sandy Mount, you know, to the beach. I don't know. It's like you can connect more with the nature. Like in Barcelona, obviously, you can go to the beach, but it's not the same beach. Here is more wild. Here is more like quiet. Here is more peace. Like the beach in Barcelona is full of tourists, you know, and drinking, and it's nothing compared. Like, oh, here, like 20 minutes from the city, you can be host. And I don't know. I think, like, you can connect more here with the natural and yeah, more, more easily. You can, but if you had a common and a different moment of your life, yeah. It wouldn't have been important for you. No, for so sure. It was it was it a combination was of yeah. the moment in your life, yeah. and also being to a certain extent in the right place at the right time. And I think also I tar- turned thirty in that moment. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be a factor too. I don't know. I don't know. I think because like you are more like sitting, you are not thinking that much in parties or trap. Well, yes, not. I don't know, because I'm still thinking sometimes in party I'm traveling. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Like, it's not the same though. You're right. Like, yeah. the, I think when you're that age, when you're younger, when you're 25, 
it is your priority is those things. Yes. Um, like for uh, yeah, for me, I was like, I cannot back to the shop. It's not going anymore with my values. I really want to have like healthy, meaningful life as much as I can. If that makes sense, you know. And yeah. then I know that environment. It was the totally opposite. Yeah. Yeah, and in my case, like, here's an example of, I would have never given a shit when I was 25 about the morning time. No. Well, who cares? What's going to happen then anyway? It was all about the lead up to the night. Your friends are going out at night time. And things change. And now I almost look forward to the morning. Enjoy the day. More than the evening. I get real tired in the evening and I just want to go to bed. But in, in, the, in the morning, you're like, you wake up, you have a coffee, it's nice. You get a little bit of a coffee buzz. Yes, it's it's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. You're more the the day nights now, than yeah. the night. Yes, but look, explain it to me because but, I'm still a little bit. I, I mean, you was starting to run in your business, and uh, you always say like, "I inspire you, and you inspire me, and you give me the energy, or that like, you give me the push to do it." You know, like. You quit also your job. Obviously, it wasn't like the same like me, like my my job, you know, after sixteen years. But yeah, I think being in Dublin or in Ireland and see, you know, help to start your own business or like you can get like, you know, better things here as a freelance than in Spain. It just made me the the energy to do it. I say, why not? And in that moment, I have to say, I still uh, have it, my job in Spain, if that makes sense, because that it was like, a, I don't know how to, to call that in English, but it was like for five years, I could like keep it my position there. Yeah. And then I think it security. was security. Security, exactly. I think I was quitting my job in Dublin, but not leaving my job in Spain, if that makes sense, mm. you know? Yeah. Now, obviously, I live already. I cannot back anymore. And, you know, I even... Because you have to renew that every year. And I remember I the last year I think I didn't renew and my HR from Spain said like, You never contact with me. The 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 light I say, Oh, oh well, it's okay. I'm for a back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine, you know, how happy I was mm. that I even 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 remember that, you know, to like kind of extend the the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and not to mention the fact that you once went to a fortune teller, uh, and she told you that you would live from your own business, um, and and <laughs> she told you that you would end up living uh, living abroad, actually, abroad, right? Yeah, living in a different country, living from your own business, and yeah. married to a man called John. John, yeah. So, um, <laughs> fuck you, John. I miss you. Fuck there. John. <laughs> he says, "Any young here that yeah. wants to leave?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, man, the flies went away for a while. Did you notice that? Yeah, no, no, I still hear around. Right? No, they came back like right right then. They went away. They like left me alone for like two minutes. It was bliss. Um, anyway, um, back yeah. to Ajite. Yes. Where is Ajite? Yeah, so this change came about. Focus more on like living, not, not necessarily a normal life. But living um, from your own business, um, I, to a certain extent, 
you say that I inspired you. I don't think I inspired you. I think I just gave you the knowledge that it can be done. Yeah, um, exactly. I think like you was, you know, I think you was a, a huge help. You're not have to do it. Yeah, an example maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, but I'm still unclear. And people who are listening will be unclear. How Agite became Agite. So how how do you go, Monica, from being general manager of Stradivarius, which is like fast fashion, fast fashion example number one, you know? And you were, let's call it spade a spade here. You were the example of that. Yeah, you, you lived that also. You were buying a lot of clothes. Yes. Like, uh, this is before I met you, but like every week you would have bought some clothes, yeah. fast fashion clothes. You might have worn it once. You might have sometimes you've even told me that you might not ever have worn something. Um, how do you go from that to to starting Agite, which is still within the fashion industry, but represents the polar opposite of every value? Like that's a huge change. Yeah, I think for me, as I say, which I mentioned before, it didn't start like from maybe other people start like you know like caring more like the people is making that clothes, you know, that they're unfair, like, you know, and their pay and the conditions and the labor, you know. I didn't start from that size. I think it started from, from myself because I was sick working, you know. I was re- feeling really sick sometimes, you know, that I was going to the physio, you know, struggling with migraines, like for the stress to dealing with that job. And I think it started from that and I was like, for me, coming deliveries like with 10,000 units every week, I was carrying on like thousands of boxes, you know, a year. I was feeling like, that cannot be, you know, this is like, cannot be healthy, cannot be natural, natural. It's like, it's insane. It doesn't make sense at all what we're doing here. Like opening T-shirts, like they were selling like the same T-shirts, 300 units. You will never sell that T-shirt, that 300 units. Imagine all the work that we were doing to opening all these T-shirts that were like coming with plastic, each one. And after putting in the stock room and then like for two months, maybe like you were selling a few and maybe it wasn't successful that model and you have to put it back in boxes and send them back. That for me, it was like, that is not sustainable at all. And I was feeling that, like, you know, I was like, for me, it started, I think, from the very end of the chain, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, from some people, it could start what that people is producing the, co- the clothes. And for me, I was living the last part of that, uh, how can I say it, like that uh, process. Yeah. Since they produce it until they sell the clothes, you know, I was in the last part. Yeah. And, and the of part the that, line. like, was, uh, to a certain extent, uh, not protected, but uh, y- you weren't necessarily seeing everything that was behind that. Obviously. Um, and you were you were living the mantra of the company, which yeah. was all about go, 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 and sell, oh, sell, sell. Oh, and also, like, kind of like a company, like, doesn't care about people, you know, and I think the last year of my, because I didn't finish in 2020, we have to make that clear that I finished like 2021 at the end of 2021, October, you know, then I worked one year already dealing with that. And before 
the company was pushing me to make a number and didn't care about my team. You know what I'm saying? And I was just company. I didn't care about the people, you know? Obviously, I care about the people, but no, like, as I should. Yeah. Because the priority was the number, not the people. Mm. Yeah. You know? And then, and yes, it was just coming some point as like, that cannot be, like, life is not this. Yeah. It cannot be life. No. And then I say, like, why I can do? Because I love fashion. I, I don't want, I want to keep going, you know, doing fashion, but what I can do with all the skills and all that I learned through the years, because I need to, you know, make the most of that. I cannot change career now. I didn't want it because I like it. I like fashion. I like a part of my, my job I was doing there. And I, I like people. I like management. You know, I like team leader and I like to, you know, to train in people to show like, what I know, how we can do a team and how we can do better. And it always like being one of my, my strengths. You're a good person. Yeah. And then I say like, okay, let's start a, a sustainable brand. And then like, I'm not a fucking fashion designer. What are the, <laughs> I don't know anything about fabrics and like organic. I don't know how we can do that. Like it's like, it was too, too, too difficult. And then say, why? Obviously the idea came with one of my friends because he, that mommy wasn't working and we met, show the, the same company. And after we become friends, he's, uh, he, he's from Mexico, but he moved to Barcelona. And then we started like talking like, what we can do, what we can do. Like, because he, he was exactly in the same point that I was, you know, we were living the same movement yeah. and then. Yeah, we become with the idea that open a second hand um, shop. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, say like, uh, yeah, we become like this because why we want to produce more clothes when we know one of the problematics of the world is because it's been already like produced a lot of clothes, you know? Yeah. We need to give them another use. So out of that became Agite and to what it is now. Uh, So for, for... I think more or less one year you kind of worked part time. You you worked with the Stradivarius, yes, um, on and off through that kind of in store, out of store time during COVID, where yeah. uh, there was just kind of you were doing the lockdowns, yeah. Um, Thank God, I, I love that. Yeah. they were giving me breaks. <laughs> yeah, and it allowed you to to start something that exactly. you're passionate about to develop the the business plan and start the business going. Yes. Um, uh, I wish I could have started very early because I know COVID <laughs> a little business helped a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and listen, Agite has become what it is today, which is an incredible, um, sustainable fashion brand, mm-hmm. um, a second-hand clothing brand. With all of the experience and fashion that you have uh, behind it, um, it definitely stands out. And congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I definitely think we're going to do a part two of this, but I literally cannot continue. I've I've started because uh, I can visibly see red marks all over my hands right okay. now, um, and I think I just can't sit down in this chair anymore. Okay. Um, listen, you were episode number one hundred. You were always going to be. I wanted to make a special one. It was only ever going to be you. Specialist. Uh, let's see if, if we make it to another hundred. Let's see if you're episode number two hundred again, and we can do a part two. Amazing. Does that make sense? Let's see where Agite yeah. is in another one hundred episodes time. Amazing. Deal. Okay. Yes. Deal. Thanks, Monica. Thank you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.